Welcome, welcome. This is Igniting You, the podcast that takes you through our journey of love, faith, heartbreak, and hope. My name is Adrian, and my wife, Chris, is joining me today for this very, very, very special episode. What's up, everybody? Now, for today's episode, we'll share our wilderness story, what happened to lead up to it, and the challenges and trials we face, and the lessons we took from the most trying time in our lives. Now, this season of our life um, for us really allowed us to see ourselves for who we are, and honestly, most importantly, see uh, God for who he truly is. So, to get things started, time to go to church, as we usually do. So, Chris, what's our scriptures for today? Yes, I'm going to be reading from the book of Revelation, chapter 11, verse 3. Wait, 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 home. Revelation? Yes, I did. Nobody, nobody does Revelation. Nobody does it. I know. It's special, though. Okay. All right. Look. Right? So, Revelation 11, 3 tells us, And I will appoint my two witnesses, and they will prophesy for 1,260 days, clothed in sackcloth. I'm also going to read from Revelation 12, 6, and both of these are in the New International Version. And it says, The woman fled into the wilderness to a place prepared for her by God, where she might be taken care of for 1,260 days. <laughs> so that is going to be a uh, kind of a running theme for, for us in this episode. Very special number to us. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, you know, this is this really is a special one because this um this whole wilderness season really has really defined who we are. I mean, up until that point, you know, we've just kind of been living lives, you know, as normal people, you know, whatever, whatever. But um, you know, being in the wilderness season and, and we'll we'll go a little bit more into what it that actually means, um, that changes. It really truly changed yes. our lives. It changed our perspective on who we are, who God is, on people, just on on spirituality and everything. And so, you know, we're just going to jump right into it and, uh, you know, take you guys on this journey. So before we really get into the nitty gritty of it, we kind of want to take a step back and go over some of the things that led us to this wilderness season. Now, before before we even honestly got together, you know, and I, I kind of share this sometimes, um, I'm going to share this with you guys, you know, briefly. One of the things that really attracted me to my wife was her her willingness and her spirituality, her willingness to really, you know, study God, study his word, uh, and her spirituality. And the reason why it was, you know, I was drawn to that was because, you know, I I wanted that, you know, in some shape, form, or fashion. Like, I grew up in church, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it was something about that, about how she was and how she would talk about it and how, you know, she would go about it that I'm like, yeah, I want to, I want to get part of that. Right. And so, you know, fast forward, you know, a few years we're dating, um, and then, you know, we're engaged and all that kind of good stuff. Um, and, but we, we really set out though, to get closer to God. Like that was one of the things that both of us really wanted to do because, you know, we were kind of, you know, kind of stuck in neutral, you know, I would say for our lives, you know, both of us were working jobs that, you know, provided, you know, for us and paid the bills, but we weren't really truly, you know, passionate about it. We weren't really, you know, like gung ho about it. You know, we were just, just, just living, you know? Um, and, you know, we, we asked God and said, okay, God, you know, we want to get closer to you. We want to draw closer to you. Now I will tell you, if you say that, be ready. Because God is like, okay, I got you. I got you, <laughs> you know. And lo and behold, so many things started happening. And some major things that, that happened was in 2008, I lost my job. 
you know, a job that I had, you know, for almost four years, just about four years. And, you know, I did really well at it, made a lot of money. And, um, you know, I lost my job in 2008. And then later on, you know, you, you, uh, you, you left your job, you know, in 09. Yeah. Didn't just openly leave, but God, you know, prompted me to leave because as we were in that season of seeking him and his purpose and his plan for us, you know, he begins to reveal things to mm-hmm. you. Ask God to reveal himself to you and he'll do it. You know, it may not be in a way that you expect it to be, but God knows the ultimate plan. So once God said, you know, it's time to leave, that's what I did. I left. And that wasn't easy though, right? I mean, that was something where it's like, you know, because think about the you know, situation that you're in in the moment, right? I, you know, lost my job in late. Fortunately enough, I was able to um, get another job, you know, but I wasn't bringing home a lot of money. And so when, you know, God tells you to leave your job, you know, I could only imagine what's going through your mind. It's like, look, hold up, God. Like, you know, we don't have this, a lot of money as it is. Right. The struggle was very real. It, well, it took me months to finally make the leap of faith. But, you know, I knew that God was calling me to do that. And I was believing and trusting and having faith that, you know, he would provide. So I, I it was literally a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, though, the thing about, too, with God's timing and all this, right? 08, 09, that was one of the worst times to, like, lose a job and food housing and all that kind of stuff because, you know, the, the bubble burst with the mortgages and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, people are losing jobs left and right. And for us to, you know, for me to lost my job, for you to leave your job, I mean, God's timing really couldn't have been worse. Think of it all, though. I mean, and that's why it was so important for God to speak to us through the Holy Spirit, you know, through prophetic messages. I remember that time, around that time, I would say about 2010 or so, 2011, is when we received our first prophetic message. Mm -hmm. You know, we were serving at um, a Christian rally that they had in in Richmond. And, you know, I've never had a prophetic encounter. No, I never had either. And... This man comes up to us out of nowhere and he starts to prophesy over us. And just kind of making a long story short, he what stands out, one of the things that he said was, uh, the Holy Spirit's going to make you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You're going to go through some things, but you're going to get through it and you're going to be a blessing to those who have been a blessing to you. And that, mm-hmm. that word stands out so vividly to me. Yes, I mean, yeah. because the funny thing is, is like, you know, he came out of nowhere. You know, we're just kind of enjoying the concert. You know, we're, we're working a little bit, all that kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, he starts asking us questions and talking. And it's like, you know, first we're like, what you Yeah, because it literally felt like he was listening in on our private conversations mm-hmm. that we were having with one another in our bedroom, mm-hmm. like our pillow talk moments. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, this man comes to us out of nowhere, you know. I, and you hear about people out there who can read your minds and stuff. So the first thing we did, because we'd never had a, a prophetic encounter, was we went home, we prayed, we went to the Word, mm-hmm. trying to learn more about this. Is this real? Because we don't know nothing about this. Yeah. And we tested the Spirit. and came across a scripture that talks about testing the Spirit. And, you know... Holy Spirit gave us peace about it, and, you know, we, we held on to that word. Yeah, and, and honestly, nothing that he said, you know, we felt, you know, like that it was something that was, you know, negative or hurtful or something that just was, you know, ill intent or anything like that. And, 
And I think, you know, going home and praying about it and going to the word, um, that really helped us, you know. And that's, you know, one thing, that's our advice to anyone who ever experiences anything like that, whether you're out and about, whether you're in church or whatever, you know, go to the word. Go to Please. the word, you know, because honestly, that's the thing that's going to clear up everything. That's the thing that's going to reveal whether this person is of a, a yes. God or whether he's just trying to take your money or whatever. Always pray Please. for revelation. Pray. And this person did not ask for money or it no. wasn't anything like that. But if you're ever in a situation where you're in a prophetic service and people are asking for money, you better pray for some discernment. Right. <laughs> but anyway. Going forward, though. Going forward. So, you know, we get that prophetic message and, you know, we're talking about, you know, like, we're going to go through some things. And my whole thing is like, look, we're already going through some stuff already, you know, with <laughs> housing and jobs. So it's like, what more could be going over? But, you know, God started showing you what? These signs of 1260 all throughout scripture. Yeah. You know, we would do Bible studies and then 1260 would show up or some type of hardship thing would show up. And, you know, I'm kind of in denial. I'm like, no, no, no. in denial. God ain't going to let us go out like that. <laughs> I mean, because so much had happened from the, the moment of the prophetic encounter. I mean, boy, did we really start to go through something. Right. We eventually lost our house so foreclosure and eventually got, you know, um, evicted from our home. And between that time we got evicted from our house, we, we were able to secure a small apartment. Um, and I remember in that time is really when God started to press the whole 1260 thing on me. But even, even before then, just back up just a little bit. Yeah. So like, you know, yeah, we went to um, an apartment where, but while we were still in our house though, and, and this is kind of a, 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 a thing that I'm going to tell you guys, too, because God's not going to, you know, come to you the same way he came to us. Let me just kind of put that out there, right? Our story, our journey is going to be completely different, you know, than your journey. But one of the things that God wanted us to really do, and he challenged us, is stepping out in faith, right? So you had that challenge of stepping away from your job, you know, when, you know, you didn't have anything backed up. We had just one job that I had. And during our hardship, though, there was another challenge that God, you know, challenged me with. And, you know, so we were going through stuff and I lost my job and I'm trying to find, you know, all these different, you know, avenues to, um, you know, to get back on our feet, so to speak. And yeah, then, so we're rewarded. Yeah, do that word and word. It really kind of has some stability. And, you know, lo and behold, I, I land this job with this major company. Um, but only caveat was, um, that, you know, we had to move, you know, we had to move from where we are in Virginia to go to Maryland. Um, and we actually visited the place that we were going to go to. And let me tell you, like, it just, the, the spirit it, that really, really spirit it, did out. Not, it did not. And, but the thing is, I'm conflicted in this moment because I'm like, okay, God, I feel like you're telling us not to do this, but what are we supposed to do? Because we don't have any money. Our house is about to be foreclosed on. You know, we about to be on the street. Like, what are we going to do? But all God told us to do and told us, you know, told me to do in that moment was trust him. Trust him. And I tell you, man, it is so difficult to trust God sometimes because, you know, you see you're you're enduring what you have to do in the moment, right? Like you're behind on your bills, right? You're, you're not able to pay for certain things or whatever. But God has said, no, I got you. Go away from this. And... It was so hard, but I ended up following God, you know, even even overcoming obstacles because, you know, lo and behold, there was a person 
um, that had the same, there was some kind of identity thing with the, with the job that they almost rescinded it, but then they still gave it to me. And in the end of the day, God had to intervene on, on our behalf and tell me, do not take this job. So yeah, that was the intervention. I yeah. knew. So what confirmed that God did not want us to go in that direction was when you got that letter saying, you know, you we're, we're taking the job offer back because you have a criminal record. Mm-hmm. It's like, I say what now? I'm looking at this eight page long rap sheet of a man out there named Adrian Murray, who is same height, black male with a criminal record, y'all. I mean, I'm talking about criminal. I'm like, wait, that ain't my husband. (laughs) So when that happened, like, how bizarre. You can't make that up. In the midst of God prompting us to not go forward with this, but now I'm like, man, how much obvious can this be? God saying no. Let's just turn around and let's just trust God here. So (laughs) in that way, so we I end up turning that job down. And um, the unfortunate thing, because I'm thinking like God is going to bail us out because I I made this huge step of faith, leap of faith that God is going to say, okay, now I'm going to bless you with, you know, all these things that, you know, you have been taking away from you and all that kind of stuff. Nope. So we ended up going through foreclosure. Um, we, uh, um, but by the grace of God, though, we were able to get a, get a, an apartment, mm-hmm. um, and we were able to stay there. I still had, you know, a little job here and there, um, trying to make some money. But, uh, the unfortunate thing is that didn't last so long as well. Um, we ended up getting evicted, uh, from there in January. But it was during the time in that apartment, like I was kind of alluding to a little bit earlier, where God started to reveal to us about, um, 1260 and having us really heavy in the book of revelation really preparing us i was dreaming dreams about I did homelessness and it was just so much revelation through the holy spirit and he was just preparing us for what was to come and no matter what we did how much we tried to fight resist whatever we had people in our family who were trying to, to rescue and save mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. we were all fighting a losing battle against god mm-hmm. i mean we sincerely appreciate just all the support from those in our family who knew about our situation and at that time it was it felt like we were at such odds and I can understand their position but they didn't fully see the whole picture of what God was doing and when you're in that type of position where God is calling you out it is so hard because you're going to have people in your life who are really going to try to do everything that they can out of love to, right. to save you, as they should. You, right. as they should. Right. But at the end of the day, you know, we we knew, we understood what God was saying. We knew what the word said. And our responsibility ultimately was to be faithful and true to that. And that's what we did. Yeah. So, you know, we, um, you know, we were, we were in a, our apartment um, and we weren't able to hold on to it. And, um, you know, we got evicted from it. And we had nowhere to go. And, you know, I remember we we um, packed up everything we could in our one little car, and we drove to a nearby park. And I remember just crying and just wondering, like, God, you know, like, wh- like what's going on? You know, like, you know, where are we supposed to go? What are we supposed to do? And, um, you know, eventually we just made the decision just because I had no idea what to do, um, you know, to go down, you know, go down to South Carolina with our family. 
And, um, you know, that was a decision that was not made easily at all. But, you know, the thing is, and, and I won't go through everything that we experienced in South Carolina, but all I will tell you is, is that the whole time there was this conviction to say, no, go back, go back, go back. And, and, and I was resisting oh, that sure. because I'm like, go back to what? Exactly. What are we going back to? I did not want to come back. Yeah. And, you know, Adrian was trying his hardest to be faithful to the Holy Spirit. But I'm like, no, we can't. We cannot go back. I, I just remember how strongly I felt. I was mentally preparing to move forward mm -hmm. with life there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the thing about it is, like, you know, under normal circumstances, you know, we would because, you know, we have family there. We have, you know, a roof over our head and clothes on our back or whatever. So, you know, for all intents and purposes, you would think, yes, go, into, go here. But, you know, the Holy Spirit, because I remember, you know, the one thing that kept going in my mind was let your faith keep you here. Let your faith keep you here. And that was told to us years before. And, you know, that just kept on resonating with me that whole time. And it got to a point where and I told my wife, I was like, you know, it's, I told you, I was like, it's time to go. It's time to go. And it wasn't anything that was, you know, that we were mad about or whatever. whatever. It was just kind of like that conviction that God said, OK, it's time to go. I remember the exact day you said that. It was January 15, 2012. Mm -hmm. And that's the day that we packed up the little bit of things that we had, sat in the car, went back to Virginia. Yeah. And, and that's when our wilderness season officially began. That's when it began. That's when it began. Now, again, remember now, we're driving back. It takes about five hours, give or take, to get from South Carolina, uh, where we are in South Carolina, to Virginia. And uh, the whole time, I'm just trying to figure out where we're supposed to go, what we're supposed to do, because I just had no idea. And so we came back up here, and, um, you know, we, we went to church, because um, where else would we go, right? You know, we went to a church, and, um, you know, we ended up actually going to this. Oh, well, this was a few days later. Was it? Yeah, because we came back on a Sunday, and we had just enough money. I remember you had Paul oh, items. And then we had a, a couple of dollars saved up for um, like a hotel room. And I think we stopped in like Petersburg. Something like that. And then our money ran out by that like Wednesday. Um, yeah. And then Wednesday is when we drove back to our area mm -hmm. where we used to live in. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, the thing about it is, is that, um, you know, we, we went to a church and they were having midweek service. Um, and we were just there. Like, look, we needed something. We need to hear from God. Like, we needed to be in God's house. And so we went to this church that we weren't even affiliated with or whatever. We were, we knew where it was, and obviously, and, and they had midweek service. So we went and go there, and we kind of sit in the back. And uh, next thing you know, we hear the, the pastor talking about and teaching from the book of Revelation. And he mentioned the scripture that talked about 1260 days. And I remember vividly, like, you, were, you whispered to me, he was like, why is he talking about this? Why because don't you hear talk right? about Revelation? Like, no one. <laughs> Let alone right? that, like, Revelation 11 and 12. I, I remember the, I get goosebumps now even thinking about it because we, we're we not making this stuff up, guys. It really happened like that. Like, yeah. I mean, but that's the thing, though. It's like, you know, we needed that. You know, we needed that because we came back up there, like you said, we had a little bit of money, um, and, and we needed that. There was confirmation for us. Yeah. Because, again, because no one talks about Revelation, no one preaches from it, you know, why on earth would, would we be hearing it right now? But we did. 
And and that was confirmation for us that we did the right thing. Now, where are we supposed to go from there? I don't know. We but, but we knew that, okay, this was this was where we were supposed to be. Now, the struggles though. The struggles in the wilderness seat. And I mean, on top of just being homeless and not having where to go. I mean, there were so many things. Yes, because guys, when I tell you the depression and the doubts and the fear yeah. that starts to set in and settle in in the midst of everything that God was revealing is very real. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing too. Like when you're when you're making decisions and and taking leaps of faith, like we did, right? You don't expect for God to you know, kind of leave you hanging, so to speak. You don't expect for you to be going through homelessness or going through, you know, financial difficulties, all that kind of stuff, when you take that step. Because, you know, all the time in, in, in church, you hear what? You know, well, you take you take one step and God will take two. <laughs> or, you know, whatever cliche kind of thing that you hear. But the thing is, it's like, you know, that cliche stuff that we hear, right, we're kind of believing that. And then when we're living a different truth, so to speak, that kind of throws us off. Well, I mean, it throws off to a certain extent. Because mm-hmm. when you go into the Word. And that's the thing. The word, <laughs> that's the thing. You start to see how God kind of be tripping sometimes. God be on one. Because one of the things that stands out for me in the Bible is how God allowed Mary to, to suffer at the end of her pregnancy, in mm-hmm. a sense. Like, I look back at that, and especially as we're around, you know, holiday season, and you hear a lot about the nativity story. I'm like, man, did they really have to go through all of that? You know, so you Mary sitting here having the son of God here, and they got to really go through all of that. But it was being able to relate back to, you know, these stories in the Bible that really, really helped us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the one thing, though, that we really kind of thought about and we learned while we were in the wilderness season um, was just really understanding um, just a different life, you know, like, before then, we had no idea how people that really, really struggled, you know, live day to day, like especially going through homelessness. Oh, cool. And, you know, one of the things that we really found now, honestly, um, and again, this is no 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 shot at somebody or, or organization or whatever, but this is just truth. And what we found out in, the, in, our, in our wilderness season, that, you know, the social services system is really not set up to support people who are homeless. Now, I know that there are people out there that help people that are homeless, you know, but the thing about it is, especially for us being a couple, you know, we found that we fell through the cracks a lot, a lot, you know. We were told so many times that we would have to split up, and we just was like, we're not splitting up. No, no. I mean, because, you know, it was like we came back, and, you know, one of the ideas was going to a shelter, but obviously they don't have couple shelter, you know, and, and their family shelters are all you know, women and children, you know, no men allowed, which I understand. I get that. I understand that. But, you know, we were just like, look, we not doing that. You know, we're not separating. Like God told us to come back up here for a reason. He didn't, he didn't tell us to come back up here to separate us. Right. He came back up here to be together, to get through whatever it was together. And that's exactly what we did. And there are so many times when we were trying to get some, some help. When, I remember going to social services and literally got stuck when we didn't have an address mm-hmm. now, and a social worker did not know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, what do you guys do to support people who are homeless? If you don't have a home, you don't, have, you don't an have an address. But, you know, we were just never the ideal candidates. And like you said, you know, we fell through the cracks a lot. Mm-hmm. And that 
in addition to everything else, took a huge emotional toll on us. Mm -hmm. It really did. And then also, too, even just, um, you know, talking about, you know, food stamps and things like that. Well, we had it. But then, you know, one thing that would have been good is, you know, being able to use food stamps in different places and areas. Now, one thing I will say, and I just saw it on the news, um, that now they're they're um, saying that food stamps can be used for hot food, which mm -hmm. I'm like, thank you. Shout out to thank um, Representative Spanberger. Yes. Because I mean, honestly, that would have been a huge thing for us um, in the in you know in the wilderness season to be able to use our food stamps for hot food. Oh yeah, you know. But um, you know, going forward though, you know, especially you know that's the that's the the, the mental well, the, the physical toll. You know, like kind of going through the system and and all the, the emotional toll really. Um, but then honestly, getting to like the mental toll. I mean, homelessness weighed heavily on you, and it does on you mentally and emotionally. I mean, spiritually, no, honestly, because now you start to really question God, you know, mm -hmm. and I ain't going to, I ain't going to lie. Look, I'm a, I have a faithful follower of, of God. I am a proclaimed Christian. I, you know, the Lord Christ, you know, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior and everything. But I'm going to tell you, I question God. I ain't going to lie. I question God on more than one time because I just, I just believed that what we were going through, like it, it can't be this hard. Yeah, and it didn't know? fit. For me, like my struggle was, it didn't fit. Like why, why this for us? Because we weren't people who had mental illness, even though sometimes it felt like we were going crazy. <laughs> Seriously. We weren't people that had like addictions or, you know, habits that a lot of times, you know, lead to homelessness. We just didn't have any. We didn't have any of that. No. We didn't even like outright refuse to work. You know, no. we were trying to be faithful in God in a few things, but we were willing to do what we had to do. I mean, there were times even in the wilderness that we we took odd jobs to make ends mm -hmm. meet. Mm -hmm. But the way that God was prompting and leading us, it was just set up. <laughs> and it was nothing that we could do because it's either we could choose to be faithful to him or to go back and resort to, you know, basically going back to Egypt in a yeah. sense. Yeah. And let me tell you, like, going through this whole time, I mean, there were numerous times where both of us, you know, we felt depressed, you know, and um, we felt like tormented in a sense. And and we felt like, honestly, outcasts and faced a lot of rejection. And, you know, it wasn't just rejection from, you know, social services or whatever. I mean, it was rejection sometimes from, from churches, from, from people. Uh, and honestly, man, we kind of felt rejected from society, you know, and, and that was that was hard. I mean, it was so hard mentally and emotionally because, again, like we're going through this whole thing and, and we're going through it, you know, in large part because of our faith in God. You know, again, like you just said, it wasn't because of addictions. It wasn't because we couldn't pay bills, even though we technically couldn't pay bills. Um, but it was it was just because of our faith in God. And it was hard. It was hard to deal with that. Very hard. But, you know, that was that was our time. And, you know, we were there. We were in, in and out of, you know, uh, hotels and our car. And, you know, we actually were taken in a few times from individuals. And there were actually a lot of churches that supported us and helped us. More than us. Yeah. We did not know what to do, but we prayed, okay, God, please reveal to us. And God revealed to us to, to go to churches. Mm -hmm. And... We just really feel like that was a part of, of a huge part of why he called us into the wilderness season 
um, just to go around the churches and sharing our testimony. But, you know, as we were sharing our testimony, people obviously were moved by the Holy Spirit um, to to bless us, to put us up for, you know, a night or two or to help us with food, gas, different things like that. So, yeah. And, and then, you know, that's the thing, too. It's like, you know, that was that was part of our blessing that we were getting in the wilderness. You know, not only were we getting a, a financial blessing, but also a spiritual blessing, too, because, you know, you know, the, how else the, the cliche, not cliche, but how else the saying go, um, you know, God's plans, our hands or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, we we saw God work through people yeah. and we literally saw people like be moved by God. Like I had, I remember this one guy we went to and, uh, you know, he prayed for us and stuff. And he said something to the effect of, you know, usually I, I don't do this. You know, usually I don't, I don't, you know, do this, blah, 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 whatever, you know, but I feel, you know, God is leading me to this. And that happened on more than one, more than two, more than three occasions. And it was, again, it was God confirming to us that, you know, we're doing the right thing, but we are experiencing what he wanted us to experience, whether we liked it or not, whether we understood it or not. We were still experiencing that type of stuff. Yeah, God was truly using us for a divine purpose and a plan in that time. Yeah. Because I think a lot of a lot of the encounters that we did have with churches, a lot of people shared that they have been looking to be the hands and the feet of God. Right. And then God sends people like us right to their doorstep, literally, as they're having meetings, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to develop a plan for outreach and things like that. And for them to hear the perspective of Christians like us, to see another face of homelessness, I think, really helped. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I remember, too, you know, some people, a lot of people had the notion that, you know, somebody who's homeless looks a certain way, right? You know, whether you're, again, you're you know, smoking this or you're drinking this or you're doing whatever, whatever. And we come in and and we look like them, you know? And I feel like that really was a blessing, educated. I feel like that was a blessing to them in a sense because now, like, we were a different face of homelessness that they hadn't seen in, in forever. And even to this day, when I tell people that we used to be homeless, like, they're, like, blown away. It was like, no way. Yeah, so the blessing is that, Praise God, we don't look like what we've been through. Mm-hmm. And even as we were going through, mm-hmm. we didn't look like what we were no. going through. No. You know, I mean, if you were paying really close attention, you wouldn't know if you're following us in our car. Mm-hmm. But if you see us out, just the way we carried ourselves, we weren't ever like dirty. We made sure we were always able to to clean and wash ourselves mm-hmm. and make sure our clothes were always clean. Mm-hmm. We took care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't know, like you would have a hard time really believing that we were because of the way that we we carried and presented ourselves. So, I mean, you know, that was one of the big blessings in the wilderness um, was just seeing people and and giving people that other uh, face of homelessness. I think another huge one for me, honestly, was, um, you know, and it really kind of has to do with our marriage, because I feel like, um, at least for me, and you can speak on this yourself, I feel like for me, like, it really taught me about being a man of God. And because sometimes, you know, especially in society, you know, husbands have this have this um, um, this responsibility of being the provider. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they're the ones they are the strong ones they are the provider no matter what happens, blah, blah, blah. And I couldn't. In the moment, you know, I couldn't be the provider either. I mean, I could provide, quote unquote, provide, you know, a little bit here and there from, you know, doing our jobs or whatever. But, you know, I couldn't provide that that house. 
right? I couldn't provide that that stability that you know I wanted us to have, that you obviously you know crave, that I crave. And but you know the thing about it is that God taught me it's like, look, I am the provider. When I say I, I mean like He, like God is the provider. I am. I may be a resource or I may be a vessel in which He provides for us. But ultimately, God is the provider, and that really shook me because you know that shook literally the entire way I thought about you know, being a man, you know? And so I had to go, you know, go in with what I, what I could do, right? Like I could, if I couldn't provide in this way, what could I do? And the biggest thing, honestly, that I could do was provide for us spiritually, provide for us, you know, kind of being that, that strong person, you know, whatever. And um, I would add on the flip side, God showed me a lot about being a woman and submitting in a sense, not in the, you know, classic traditional worldly sense but literally as you're following God and obeying God I'm following you I'm submitting to you in a sense because I could have just left Mm -hmm. you know but I'm trusting you as you're trusting God Mm -hmm. by staying with you and by sticking it out Mm -hmm. and the thing about it too is like you know we because we went through this together you know it wasn't like God spoke to me but didn't speak to you kind of thing because we had like been spoken to together, you know, we were on the same page in terms of why we're going through this, right? Because if God, if if God was just talking to me, and I'm leading you, and you're kind of in the dark in the sense of like, you know, well, He's saying this thing, but I don't really know, you know, that could have even compelled you, you know, to leave because you can just be thinking I'm just completely crazy, right? I mean, there are times where God was revealing things to you that weren't clear to me. And so it's first and vice versa. You know, so I think it, it was a lot of times where there was a matter of trusting and submitting to you as God led you and, yeah. and vice versa. But I mean, this whole time, though, I mean, we were we were legit broken and we were stripped of mm-hmm. the people that we were. But it was all to to mold us into the people that God wanted us to be. You know, I remember having this dream, you know, and that was a crazy thing, too. Like during this wilderness time, I had so many visions and dreams and things like that and God was really speaking to me and I still remember this one to this day that God said um you know I'm not doing this to harm you but to help you you know I remember that and I needed that because you know when you're going through these things you know you need God to speak to you because you know you just want to know that he's there you want to know that he's he's you know he's revealing himself that he's talking to you that he's guiding you and that you're on the right path And, and I needed that you know but throughout this entire time, though, I mean, there were so many blessings, you know, so many prophetic words. You know, we have been revealed so many different things. I remember um, there was another prophetic word that we got um, that about how we were going to be in the future. You know, it was about our daughter, you know, who, who she's, you know, she's such a blessing right now. She's about to turn four. Um, but we were prophesied about that in the in the wilderness, mm-hmm. you know, on more than one occasion, actually. Yeah. You know, I remember one time I kind of almost, I mean, you almost say prophesied to myself almost um, where I saw, you know, I saw her, you know, in a vision and, you know, and other things. And and so God has really been speaking and revealing so many things to us during this whole time and really just kind of understanding like who we're supposed to be and who he is really um, to us. And so we, we revealed about our daughter, we revealed about our calling, our purpose in life. Um, he revealed to us, honestly, a model of, of how we can be a, a blessing to churches, you know, through our testimony. And honestly, during this whole time, we just became that much more grateful and aware of the needs and hardships of other people. 
interesting. Yeah. And then so, you know, fast forwarding, you know, several years and, and trust me, it got some days were, were easier than others, but when it got to the close, you know, to where we were about to quote unquote have our breakthrough, um the darkest oh, oh, oh good my gosh. <laughs> but but um, you know, our if our wilderness season, you know, we were able to um, you know, secure a roof over our head a little bit, you know, through a uh, church. Um, but we couldn't be there forever. And so during this time we were, you know, looking for places. I think um I think you, you actually were able to get a job, you know, during that time. I was able to start school, um, start seminary and everything. And so we felt like things were, were going in the right direction, but we still didn't have that stability that on um, that place to live. And so we were just, you know, looking for a place and then lo and behold, we found this apartment. And it was another, again, leap of faith, you know, because we didn't have hardly any money at the time, but it was a leap of faith from us and from our landlords. And we secured a place on June 28th, 2015. And so when you kind of go back and do the math and you say, okay, well, our our journey started on January 15th, 2012, and then it ended on June 28th, 2015, come do the math, guess what? That's 1,260 days in the world. And that that in itself was just a defining moment for us where I was like, man, like, I mean, we knew that God was really, you know, in this, but for this to happen exactly how that was, man, I, I still, I'm still speechless. I'm still speechless over it. But, you know, we had gotten, we had gotten, you know, to that point, we got our own place and everything. And then God started opening more and more doors um and you know i was in school and all that kind of good stuff and then lo and behold you know we have another situation cut off and another thing and another thing but i mean ultimately god just opened up all these different doors for us to um you know to come out of our wilderness season and to come out of it better people than when we started i mean that's ultimately what it boils down to so as we wrap up this episode, this very special episode of Igniting You, I want to share one of the key lessons that we learned in the wilderness season, which is taken from Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, um, chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, which states, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Now, if you or someone you know is having trouble with understanding their purpose in life or, or maybe finding it hard to, to settle for the status quo of life, you know, you're tired of warming those church seats up, yeah. we encourage you guys to seek guidance and counseling from a trusted individual or professional. You know, everybody's journey is different, right? We want to help you find what your path is, and we're here to walk with you. Shameless plug, <laughs> get ready. At Igniting You Coaching and Wellness, we specialize in helping people find their God-given calling so that they can experience all that God has in store for them. To learn more about our coaching services and how we can support you on your journey, visit our website at www.ignitingyou.org. There, you'll find information on our coaching services and details on how to get started with us. Also, please remember to follow us on social media at Igniting You. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on all of those top podcast platforms. Last but not least, eh? Do you have some words for the people? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, life comes at you fast. 
especially when you're living according to the path God has laid out for you. Trust me. If we knew that we would be homeless for three and a half years, then after that I'll have a near-death experience, we may have chosen to do something different. Or would we? You see, the Bible is chock full of stories of great people enduring horrific ordeals that most people would run away from. Think about Abraham and Sarah, right? Not only did they have to leave their homeland and venture out to a land they were unfamiliar with and leave their family and all that kind of stuff, they had to wait 25 more years after an angel told them they would have a son just to realize that dream. Or maybe David, right? A man that most people familiar with the Bible know all too well. Not only was he chosen to be the next king of Israel at a, at a really young age, but the current king, the current king Saul, tried to kill him when David gained popularity. Now check this out. Then, when David did become king, he dealt with all sorts of family turmoil. And if you want to go into that, I suggest you read your Bible because it is crazy, crazy. But the thought that comes to my mind when thinking of these people are, are they great because they overcame challenges or were they always great and needed challenges to bring it out of them? See, I'm a firm believer that everyone has the power within them to be great, to do great things, but too often we run away from the challenges that would reveal our greatness. When we started out our journey through the wilderness, we had no idea what sorts of challenges we would have to overcome. What I know now is without these challenges, we have no idea of what we truly were capable of. Now, I'm not calling us great. I mean, I would never put us, you know, put our lives up there with the likes of Abraham and Sarah and, and David or whoever. But I know that just like these great people and other great people in the Bible, we gave God the opportunity to reveal his greatness in us. We didn't survive our ordeals just to go back to how life was. We are overcomers, and we hope to inspire others to be overcomers in the power of their testimony. My, my call to you, is to give God the opportunity to reveal his greatness in you. And who knows, maybe someone will write a book about you. And as we end this special podcast, I just want to close this out in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to share our testimony, to share our testimony of being in the wilderness and how you shaped us and molded us. Father God, my, my prayer, Lord, is that you will help all those who are under the sound of my voice to, re, to be revealed what it is their purpose is in life. That maybe, Lord, they may have to go through their own wilderness season. And we know that every everyone's wilderness season may look differently. Some people have to deal with health issues. Some people may have to deal with family issues. Some people may have to deal with homelessness or, or other financial things. But, Lord, all we know is, is you are in the midst, Lord God, as long as, we're, as long as we are following you. And we pray, Father God, that those who are listening to this podcast, that they will give you a try, Father, that they will give you the opportunity to reveal your greatness in them. Father, we know, Lord, that we are all called according to your purpose. And we just pray, Lord God, that everyone seeks their purpose, not in themselves, Lord, but in what you have called them to do. And I pray, Lord God, that as they do that, that they will have the strength, Lord, to endure whatever challenges come, your, come their way. We thank you, Lord God, for your peace. We thank you, Lord, for the strength you give us. And we just pray, Lord God, that we are all overcomers by our testimony in you. And we pray, Lord, this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for spending time with us. Until next time, stay blessed. Peace. Peace.